Hello, my name is Mimba Dodwell and this is Ordinary Artists. Hello, in this podcast I'm talking to Lynette Linton who is a playwright and a director and we met up to talk about exactly this and also her show Asata Taught Me which is currently on at the Gate Theatre until the 27th of May. She's directing this show and we met at the rehearsal studios and we met we went into this little pokey room and we had some tea well she had some tea um and her stage manager had given us some stupor waffles if you haven't heard of those they are like thin little waffle biscuits two of them with caramel in the middle and they were delicious so we got munching and chatting um in this room and yeah so we talked about a few things beforehand and then we recorded this so the show she's directing is about a black panther member asata shakur who was actually exiled and she ends up in cuba so this is a fictional story about how she ends up tutoring this black cuban boy and the show is really interesting for two things it's just highlighting women in the Black Panther movement and also a region of the world we don't always see in theatre or British theatre I think so I'm really interested in seeing this and you can hear why Lynette thinks it's such an important story to share which I also agree with we also talked about her show Hashtag Lighty which was on at their Cola Theatre earlier on this year and it will be back so you can hear more about that and this um, show Asata Taught Me is actually part of her associate director's programme at the Gate Theatre if you heard my podcast with Tinika, she also did a similar thing. So Lynette talks about about the programme and also how she got into directing. And I think some she gives some good advice and some tips on how to set yourself up if you're interested in directing. So yeah, don't forget the show is on until the 27th of May at the Gate Theatre, Asata Taught Me. And here we go. Anyway, so, so here, here I am sitting at the uh, Jarwood Studios, which I don't usually do. I'm usually at the National. So this is cool. I like this. Um, and with Lynette Linton, and we're talking about, well, how you got into directing and acting. Actually, we're talking about Shakespeare just a second ago. But yeah. um, first of all, I want to know how you got into directing. Directing. Yeah. And also playwriting. Yeah, so I'm not an actress. Yeah, and um, an actress. I'm not an actress. You're not an actress. No, no I was an actress yeah. for about 2.2 seconds. Okay. Um, but I'm a director and a playwright. Yeah. So, how do I get to directing? Yeah. So, I'll start with playwright in yeah. Festival X. That's kind yeah. of how it happened. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, so, I wanted to be an actress. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to University of Sussex and studied English language and literature. Yeah. Um, and when I was there, I was part of the ACAS Arts Society, which Jade Lewis, who you interviewed yeah. before, she was she sort of led that. She was oh, like the director you. of that. Um, <laughs> but it was African Caribbean Asian Society Arts. Yeah. So we put on our own shows and stuff, That's which so was cool. really cool. Um, and I met Jade through that. Um, and I uh, was like, oh, I want to act, I want to act. So I joined the National Youth Theatre after I finished, was the oldest member there. Um, I met a director called Ricky yeah. Beadleblair. Yeah. And he ran my course, and he also was an associate artist at Stratford East. Okay. And I was like, he does a writing festival. And he said, Lynn, you should come and, you should come and watch mm. this. And I watched it, and he said to me afterwards, I know you've got a story to tell. <laughs> And I was like, I want to act, I want to act. But I'd always written at school, like yeah. written private stories and sent them to my friends to read. I heard, I saw this, I used to write them at night, like come yeah. back the next day and be like, guys, read. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think I would be like the next J.K. Rowling. And, and, so I read Notes and Crosses by yeah. Mallory Blackman, yeah. fell in love with it and was like, I'm going to write a story that everybody yeah. will want to read. And um, started to write chapters of stuff when I was in like year five. No, that's a lie. Where was I? Yeah, eight, yeah, nine. Started making people read my stuff. <laughs> and my mum was like, yeah. you're going to be a writer. And I was like, no, I want to be an actress. And yeah. she was like, no, you're a writer. Um, so I kind of denied it for quite a long time. Yeah. And then when Ricky said that to me, I was like, 
there's something in that. So I mm. went home and started to see if I could write a play. Um, and I wrote a play called Step, which mm. uh, was about leaving London for the first time, leaving and going to university, yeah. and also sort of mixed in homosexuality and, yeah. and that sort of stuff, um, and was inspired quite a lot by James Baldwin. Mm. Um, so I said step into Stratford East uh, for yeah. their new writing festival that Ricky ran. They did a rehearsed reading of it and then they commissioned it. Um, and uh, through that process, I uh, sort of followed Ricky about and he was like, you should think about directing, you're really bossy. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So he invited me to assist him on his show Gutted. Yeah. And I learned loads and went, oh, this is something I could do actually. Because I never really knew what directing was. Yeah. I feel like that's a common thread with people. Like they don't. Yeah. Everyone sees acting. Yeah. And then yeah. they go, "I want to be yeah. a- an actor." And then you get into it, and then you actually like, "Oh, there's so many different roles that you can you could be." And I think I, it's um, really important for BME like to see those different roles. Really. It really is yeah. because I think we just the only exposure we have is well, the only exposure I had was drama at school. Yeah. You know, my we never went to the theatre ever unless it was like pantomime, and it was mm. like half my tickets. Um, <laughs> Did you go so, to Stanford's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best one. Um, and. Uh, so you just see actors. That's yeah. all you see. All you see is EastEnders yeah. and all those shows, and you go, I want to do that, mm. without realising that writing and directing and producing yeah. exists. Yeah. Um, and I completely agree with you. I think there needs to be some sort of... Like, how can you find the door if you don't know the door exists? Yeah, I think it's also something to do with the Oscars. Like, when you watch it, you don't see, like, your sound... The sound technician yeah. is, like, is diverse. You don't yeah. see those different roles. So you yeah. kind of go... You see the actors are diverse, but yeah. not the roles that are no, making making the stuff. Yeah, I was at a talk with someone the, yeah. the other day, and he said that quote, that, like, yeah. how can you... How do you know? Yeah. Uh, how can you find the door if you don't know? Yeah, that's And so I just important. think it's really, it's really important. But they hype up actors, don't they? Yeah, they do. They're like, you go, instead of thinking about the award ceremony thing, like they just show the actor awards, they don't show anything else. (laughs) It's so true, and they do hype them up so much. Like, I spoke to someone else in the podcast, Stephen, who says that, he realised shortly after that the actors were at the bottom of the pile, even though we're hyped up. <laughs> like, yes, like, you're an actor. Yeah, I'm an actor. You're an actor. Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's like, usually you come in last in the process of things. Like, yeah. you, it's like everyone, they get the director first, the script write everything, mm. and it's like actors, it's like, okay, now we'll get the actors once we know the venue, the yeah, show, everything like that. And everybody deserves all types of hype, but I just yeah. think um, you just, as a young person, you just see, obviously, the face of the show, or the face yeah. of whatever it is, and you have no idea that, that everybody like I did not know what a director did yeah. for such a long time. That's so true. And how was your show hashtag Lighty? How did you put that together? Uh, so anyway. hashtag Lighty uh, came out of so one of the reasons why um, I do theatre mm-hmm. is because I was so frustrated about the fact that I never saw anyone like myself on stage. Mm. So a woman of colour, a working class woman, anyone from the ends basically. <laughs> <laughs> like and if they did have anyone from the ends, it was like. You know, very negative story. Yeah, like a statement. Like a, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, um, so all the places, so Hashtag Light is my third full length play. Mm. There was Step, Chicken Palace, which was set in a chicken shop, and then Hashtag Lighty. And Lighty came out of the fact that mixed race people and stories mm. seemed to be coming from people that weren't mixed race. So I kept finding mm. stories online that were like, Oh, Jessica Ennis, Beige Britain, look, hmm. look, this is the face of Britain, written on, like, the Daily Mail and stuff. Yeah. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and then I'd see this story about Mark Duggan, and they'd describe him as black, and then someone yeah. would say, well, he's not black, he's mixed race. And all these conversations, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I thought, were yeah. really interesting. Yeah. So I just thought, you know what, let's actually put some of this on, the, you know, like, how do yeah. we feel? Like, yeah. what is this conversation? Yeah. Like, what, have we had this conversation yeah. in this country and not talking about America? Yeah, because America has that 
weird co- that has it you see it visually yeah. but it's not always acknowledged it's yeah. just there visually but I not just, yeah it was a really just an interesting convo um and so i got a group of mixed race people together and did a focus group and we just spoke about different things and one of the things that really stood out to me as a mixed race woman was the the men that i would date people would always have a, a judgment on that um oh. you know and i i thought that was quite interesting um Sister Sister mm-hmm. back in the day Tia yeah. and Tamara love that show what a great show <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw an interview with them one of them's with a white man and one's with yeah. a black man and they spoke about the judgement and the social media hate that they both got That's as women so who identify as black yeah. but because they're with because they're mixed yeah. and they've got men of different ethnicities ethnicities they get a lot of hate really so it started to spark yeah. loads of ideas yeah. did this focus group started to think about what our story was in this country and the word lighty kept coming up quite yeah. a lot as well. Yeah, it's a big it's right. a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I just started to mix some of these ideas together and I came yeah. up with this idea of this family. Mm. Um, one other big thing to mention is that I have two older sisters in their mm. 40s. So their experience of growing up in this country was completely different yeah, from mine. Yeah, it is, yeah, I can imagine. So I sort of took all those ingredients and thought, let me write a story about family. Mm. Um, there's four main characters, well, there's six characters in it, but there's four of the family, the yeah. main family to uh, an older sister, two middle twins, and then a younger sister, and they just have completely different ideas of what it means yeah. to be a mixed race. That's so cool. I think that's also important to understand that it's also individual. I think yeah, that's, of course. It's a very individual experience. I mean, yeah. there's going to be things that are similar, but I can imagine that people, different like different lenses, different social groups, like different friends yeah. react differently. Yeah, of course. Time periods. So. For anyone, any identity. Yeah, so it was just, yeah. Yeah, this play looks at it from the prism of being mixed race. Wow. But like, I think that's something true for everyone. Yeah, that's very um, true. So, yeah, and it... It did quite well. That's good, yeah. And it, it will like be coming well. back. Yay! Yes, I'm going to definitely see it when it comes back. And I want to ask you about Stone Crab, because you yes. said that you wouldn't be able to get into directing without like, yes. you, without it. And I thought yes. that's really interesting, because there's probably people out there who want to get into yes. directing and don't know how. Stone Crabs were amazing, are yeah. amazing. Yeah. And if you and if you don't know them, you should really look them up, because I think that directing is and kind of back what you were saying, actually. Yeah. You know, it's that thing that you don't know exists until you know it exists, yeah. and then you have to pay for a course to do it. Yeah. Oh, you've already done your degree. Oh, but now I want to do it. And yeah. all, Stone Crabs is a free course mm. that uh, is for immersion directors. They interview you. You just have to show them passion. Mm. And it's about learning completely free. You meet Tuesday. When I did it, it was mm. Tuesday evenings and Saturday all day. And you learn about the craft and you learn about putting on your own work. Yeah. And that is the most important thing. Th- yeah. Putting on your own work. Yeah. Instead of sitting and waiting for yeah. the big guy, whoever the big guy is, yeah. to come and get you, you learn how to fundraise and market and do your own stuff. Yeah. And I just, it was, it was life changing for me. That's really good, as you say, because as you say, you can't wait for the big guys, and mm-hmm. you also have to show them you've got stuff to get to take you in. Yeah. In this kind of recently, that's how theatre has changed a lot in our yeah. kind of think generations. That you have to have come ready with some things mm. in your backpack and be like, I've already done this, I've done this. Can you hire me for this? And I mm. think, but also I think yeah. like Light is an example of a show that the big guy didn't understand that. If oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go to the, and when I say big guy, I mean yeah. like the theatre the theatre industry I would go yeah. to people and go I've got this play called Hashtag Lighty yeah. and they'd go what yeah, they is Lighty explain <laughs> <laughs> that to me of course like, you yeah. say that to certain people and they know straight away they know you don't have to say it like, and that's don't, a community yeah. thing and that's yeah. me being real about that you know and so yeah. it was kind of trying to convince the, like the industry that there was a place for that yeah and and I got bored so I just applied for money myself yeah wow. and then so put it on and, it's, and it was not as easy as that yeah. but it just got to the point where it was like, if I sit and wait for somebody to acknowledge and sort of 
given me that, like, say, your work is worth it. It's not yeah. going to happen. No, that's, yeah, you can't wait for someone to tell you your work is worth no. it. I think that's, that's, yeah, you really can't. Because it is worth it. You know, it's yeah. important. Yeah. And, like, if, you know, there's you a space You need to believe yourself exactly. before they tell you, because you're not exactly. going to get satisfaction from them. No, and yeah. obviously, and then you get people noticing it and going, oh, yeah. actually, oh, yeah. look, you sold out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that. I was writing something the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, well, there's so many shows which are, like, um, diverse shows which always get sold out but they don't get longer, long right, enough runs yeah. I'm like but they got sold out all the time I know right it's, oh, it's annoying it's a, it's a peeve but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I, saw that, yeah, I saw that Ricky also directed the show mm-hmm. how is having Ricky do that because he is a very like accomplished director performer and artist Ricky is um, I always say Ricky's like one of the main reasons for my career because he saw that he saw that I was a director yeah. and he saw that in me and he was the one that said to me right the, back in the day uh, write your play so I've had a very special relationship with him He's I'm very very close to him and his um, his uh, guy that he works with called John Gordon mm-hmm. who's his dramaturg um, and runs the publishing side of Team Angelica yeah. which is Ricky's company working with Ricky's amazing because we're very real with each other yeah, I've nice. got a very unique yeah. relationship with him and we're very honest and very open and I owe him a lot so you know I mm. will always thank him thank you Ricky I love you <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, like, but he's amazing, and, yeah. he's, and that's a big shout out to Ricky. Yeah. Like, look him up, man. He's doing a lot of amazing work, and uh, it's so valuable to have that sort of real and op- open relationship in this art and craft yeah. because it's the things are so sen- sometimes it's so sensitive, and you do, you want to know things are working and what isn't working, and it's nice to probably have imagine having him like sort of mentor like him. Yeah, I've been really lucky like yeah. that. I've had Ricky and then uh, and John, and then yeah. my other big mentor was Christopher Hayden. Oh yeah, who yeah. just uh, left the gate as uh, artistic director. Yeah. He's amazing. Also, look him up. Big up Christopher. Yeah. Um, there's been some good shows under Christopher oh my god I've seen the stuff and I was like what is happening this is great right yeah. there has been some banging yeah. shows under Christopher and also so many women just take doing yeah. stuff and, yeah. like, and I was like that's, that's good. his thing yeah. is, is, is you know political work yeah big work and yeah. women and voice unheard yeah. voices and it's really good because it also sometimes it's not about women shouting out for women it's also about men yeah. shouting out right? for women that's so like they need, he has a bet he probably has more he was more likely to get that role than a woman but mm. he actually opened the platform for women and yeah. that's that's the most important thing yeah. i think yeah no, so it was really cool you. he's really yeah. cool man and asata taught me yeah uh which look how i just segued into yes, that yeah taught me yeah is the last uh play that he programmed oh, under okay. his sort of artistic director thing so oh, that's, cool. yeah that's good good segue you did it for me I and I was going to ask you about how you end like how you associate director because I know that oh, the yeah. associate director program is that you work with them and then yes. at the end of the year you put on a show yes. and this is your show yeah uh, so yeah I was so I assisted uh, once sort of director we journey after stone crabs i assisted ricky again and then i applied to work at the gate and met chris like that so i assisted chris twice on two shows and then applied for the associate job and got it (laughs) and the associate job is basically a year's program at the gate i think they're just recruiting for a new one now because i've finished um where you work very closely with the artist director to read so you're kind of a literary manager you read all the plays yeah and pass the good ones on to him. <laughs> him. Um, and then you also uh, run the Gate Educate programs, so do all the workshops. Oh, and I also set up a youth theatre while I was there yeah. uh, called Gate Crushers. They're now called the Young Associates, uh, 12 young people, which I ran with Jade Lewis, yeah. uh, between 18 and 22. Uh, so it was a really jam-packed year. Yeah. And while you're there as well, you know yeah. all the shows, you get to see what's going on. Mm. The Gate is a really incredibly exciting yeah. theatre. 
it um, looks like such so refreshing all the work and workshops it does I yeah. thought that was really cool yeah, yeah, and yeah. how is it working on your show Asata Taught Me because <sighs> that is like the theme of it and the story of it and the actor oh my it. gosh it's, like, it's, it's already so like a, exciting yeah, it seems so exciting uh, so right now we are in week four mm. Can you be, I can't believe that like really? we're in tech next week we like have our first preview next week it's ridiculous <laughs> Um, uh, Sata Taught Me is amazing and it's been quite an organic journey for me because Kalunji Spansake, mm-hmm. the writer, he wrote, um, he's my friend and I've known him for loads of years and we worked on a five minute version of it at the Young Vic a couple of years ago and since then he was like, I'm going to write the full length version, I'm going to do it, I'm going to yeah. do it and I was like, you better do it because I'm going to direct it <laughs> and, uh, and so I kept Chris in the loop with that conversation as well yeah. um, and when they were like, what are you going to direct at the gate? I was like, oh, there's so many great shows, yeah. there's so many good things. Kalinji, have you written that? Have you written that joke yet? And he had, and it's brilliant, and um, we're incredibly lucky because we've, Asata Shakur's story, if you don't know, go mm. and research because yeah. her story is incredible. Her autobiography is available everywhere. I'm going to be picking her up. She uh, is just very unique, and I think mm. now we're in an era where we're talking, you know, I would read pages of her autobiography and kind of go, you could take that out and it would fit right now. Really? Yeah, and that's wow. terrifying, tragic, but also important that we know that. Yeah. That this struggle that she's talking about in 1975... Is still happening. It's still happening. And just mm-hmm. because... Um, just You know, just because it's 2017, yeah. I think we just need to be really open to that. And, and also the Black Panthers... Yeah. Really, re- like educate yourself about the Black Panthers yeah. in yeah. this country and in America. Yeah, I have no idea about them in England. I know. I mean, it's so annoying that we know so much about the Black Power movements in America, but not so much in England. I mean, we had them as well. It mm. wasn't like no one in England was fighting for mm. their rights. No, hundred yeah. percent. I always say that. I always go, why do mm. I? Why am I always looking to America yeah. for for Black history? Um, yeah. But uh, Asata is so. Yeah. So what's amazing about mm. this play is that it's a really it's just really important. It's been quite spiritual for me as well, just because I kind of, reading up on her journey and reading yeah. up on all the people that were involved and looking at the British Black Panthers, yeah. you just go, whoa, there's a lot that we don't know about. Yeah. Well, I, have to, I think I'm going to have to go dig into that and see it. Yeah. And also, I was really excited by the show that it also highlighted a black Cuban because yes. I've been recently watching documentaries about South America and getting yes. more into it and there's so much of the black culture there that's completely forgotten about and yes. people and I even spoke to a Brazilian and she's like there's no racism in Brazil and I was like but you don't see any black Brazilians even mm, though they're there mm, mm. Um, so I was really yeah. like happy to see that yeah. in the show yeah it's that's what's so unique and so lovely about it is that you've got what I was saying about unheard voices yeah. I've never seen a black Cuban on stage no. before um, and uh, we've done a lot of research into mm. that because the play is about race relations and mm. black politics. So, what is the pol- racial politics in Cuba? Yeah, and obviously Cuba is a very the communism and yeah. So we went over there, me, Kulinji, and our designer mm. in December. I can't believe that you actually went to Cuba I as know. part. Oh, I mean, it was research, babe. <laughs> yeah. It was research. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm joking. Um, so it's very it's complicated and it's very interesting and it's a different setup from. Anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. We speak quite... Well, I say we speak quite openly about yeah. politics, black politics in this country. I still don't think it's as open as no. it should be. It's like, like well, I say 60% there probably. Like, yeah. It's like, it's we can say to a certain extent, but yeah. not all the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cuba, yeah. even more close. I can imagine, yeah. And, uh, you know, you yeah. do as you said, you asked, do racism exist? They yeah. say no. But yeah. then how come all the 
black Cubans are doing that, yeah, and the white Cubans are over there. Like, like if you were to watch a thing on Brazil, a Brazilian film set in Brazil, I don't think you would see the black or like when I was talking to this Brazilian, I, I've never seen a black Brazilian like on TV, like as in like in a film or represent represented yeah. in that style. I just watched it because of documentaries and having to look at other things. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. Come and see the play and see what yes. you think. Come and see the play. I'm, I'm really um, excited to see the play. Uh, and I, yeah. Because yeah, I was, I've been looking out for it and I was like, oh, it's coming soon, it's coming soon. And, and uh, Sorry, no, I was going to say. I was just going to say. I was just going to because I, I wanted to just shout out yeah. the actors because. Yes, and say yes. yes. We'll be on the stage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how's what? it working with actors? I mean, um, like, I am so incredibly, incredibly lucky to be working with Adjo Ando, yeah. who is like, she is a, <laughs> a legend. Yeah, she's amazing, um, and. And Kenneth Amole, who is a new graduate. Yeah. So I've got two absolute beautiful people in the room. He looks like such... I don't, I've seen his photos and I just, he seems like quite... You know when you see an actor on a photo, you're like, that's... They can, they're acting. <laughs> they're, they're, they're an actor. Yeah, they're an actor. You can yeah. just see it like yeah, coming yeah, yeah. through in the photos. I was like, yeah, no, I'm excited. That's I, like, I've... Literally, it's been the most joyous experience um, as a company because like, the show's a two-hander. So yeah. it's us two... As those two, myself, our stage manager Anna and assistant director Millie, yeah. uh, in the room, the five of us, and we've just completely—it's yeah. just like a little family. I was also so excited to see all your stage managers and like and uh, people, assistant directors were women. I was like, yes, yay! I was like, that means that they can get more <laughs> jobs. Like, people, yeah. I've heard that people say stage managing roles is for um, for diverse people and also women. If they don't get the jobs, then how are they going to get the credits to yeah. get more jobs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, yes, that's so. It was yes, so good. Very, very yeah. female heavy thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need. And people like. I'll, uh, yeah, it's, it just needs to be like that sometimes no, yeah, to make up for the other side of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and do you have any advice for people who want to get into directing or playwriting? Uh, biggest piece of advice is kind of what we said, do yeah. it. I know that sounds uh, easier said than done, yeah. but I think that we have a tendency to kind of go, oh, you know, it's going to happen because someone's going to notice me yeah. at some point. And I don't have an agent and I've managed to get this far. And there was a point yeah. at, when I went, I can't do it without an agent. Yeah. I can't do it without this. And I just kind of went, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. I'm just going to try. I'm just going to do it. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I would say write your story. And if you think you can't write, write your story first. Start with something you know. And start to just, because everyone's voice is incredibly important. Um, and start just start just put some stuff on paper and there are people around that can advise and help you um in terms of directing start to reach out to people that you like their work you know twitter's available now twitter's very yeah. easy to get important uh, to get in contact with people yeah. so start tweet like tweeting them and ask if you can just sit in the room and shadow because just, yeah we didn't even consider that right yeah that, that's come from ricky yeah. like ricky lets so many people in his room to just sit and watch the really? craft huh. and you learn so much from just watching mm. i think with directing um you know like so i'm i always let people in my room i let my young associates in the room and whoever because i i that's how i learn yeah and i think there's a lot of directors who are really open to that there's some that probably aren't but there's a lot that are so mm. reach out us to just shadow and sit in the room and and then just start and, and try and start putting on your own work and working out what your craft is, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I know that sounds easier said than done because rehearsal rooms cost money. Mm. You need to work out what you're doing. But who's stopping you from asking your mum, yo, can I just have a couple of friends over? Yeah. Just sit in the living room, read through some scripts yeah. and just work out what it's saying. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. You can. You can do that. And I recently did that with someone and I think her script is great. Right. did that. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. like, rehearsal rooms are expensive. So, yeah, they are. And, and... Yeah. you know and then start just reaching out asking for coffees most people you know Chris always says that to me if people don't get back to you it's not because they don't want to it's because they're busy yeah and sending a second email is not bothering someone 
that's, yeah, that's some good advice. I think, yeah, that's very true. Because right? people get nervous about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of... I just I just think... And also just remember that our stories are as valuable as Shakespeare's. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like, yeah. I just think yeah. that, like, of course, Shakespeare's, yeah. you know, there's the legends and there's the classics, there's the canon and all yeah. that jazz. But I just... Some of the best theatre I've ever seen and some of the best stories that have touched me yeah. have been from people like myself. Yeah. Who just want to share their stories. Who want to share their stories. Well. And what is the point of storytelling? Is to share and to, to realise you're not on your own. Yeah, that's true, actually. Is to realise that, yeah, I think that's I really think this nice. part, yeah, James yeah. Baldwin said that, and it always stuck with me, because yeah. I went, oh my God, like, when I see, if I'm sitting in my room and I yeah. see someone that's going through the same thing as me, I know yeah. that I'm not on my own. Yeah, and it kind of adds a bit of relief in that sense, you, as you say, just to not be alone. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. No, loads of other reasons to, yeah. to, to, to tell stories, but I think that's a But really that's a nice, good, that's a, a good one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lynette, for taking your time thank before you. rehearsals to speak to me, and I'm so excited to see it. Oh, you're going to yeah. come, yeah? I'm going to come see it. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> like, you don't let me know when you're coming. Yes, I'll let you know. I'll definitely let you know. Thank you, darling. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on both Twitter and Facebook at Ordinary Artists.